You're listening to the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Now, let's go down to the pumpkin patch. The Foggy Jack Network. For more shows like this one, please visit www.foggyjack13.weebly.com. Lead. <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you for coming on the show. First off, the pleasure is all on your side of the table. <laughs> um. All right. Well, could you tell everybody a little bit about your podcast? About what? Come on. Who doesn't know about Hauntcast? <laughs> I don't. I don't I know. Just be I don't boring know. them. Come on, no. Um, <laughs> well, um, Hauntcast Radio for Haunters and Halloween Fanatics. Uh, been around, shit, man. It's been. I started it in December of '08. Way back. Okay. Way back, shit. Yeah. So uh, we started it in '08 because. I had, uh, I guess, nothing better to do with my time. So, I, haunting season was over, and I was at the time <laughs> I was doing this like this voiceover. I was trying to get this voiceover business going, with which I'm a, a mediocre voiceover guy to begin with. I mean, I don't have chops like Dick Terhune or anything, but um, you know, at the time I was doing some like <laughs> some some haunt rules and some some uh, some stuff like custom stuff for some haunters who were just looking for something cheap, and they needed something done so i was i was doing some stuff that was kind of the uh the uh the genesis of, of scully because that was one of the first voices i realized i could do this kind of like kind of creepy skeleton or goofy skeleton voice and uh so i kind of i thought hey you know if um if i started a podcast maybe that would be a way for me to help grow my voice o- that voiceover side hustle and uh, uh-huh. as, I, as I did that, you know, as I was kind of trying to get it off the ground, I I posted some stuff in a uh, haunt form because, you know, back when the when the forms used to be kind of the, the mainstay of where you would go for Halloween and haunt related content, um, you know, shit. It would, I was like, OK, well, you know, I, I just kind of discovered Halloween forum and then haunt form. And uh, so I posted something on haunt form at the time and Revenant popped up and said, Hey, I've kind of thought about doing this and I've had this idea and the name I came up with was Hauntcast. Um, but I need to know that you're serious. So me and him kind of got on the phone and we talked a little bit and he realized that I was insane enough to want to move forward with it. And I was really willing to put in the effort. So he said, uh, all right, because <laughs> basically I was going to do 90% of the labor, if not 95 and he would produce a mm-hmm. segment, maybe, you know, so we kind of agreed that he would do the news and then okay. we wanted to do this thing called Theater of the Mind, which has been probably the most popular segment on the show for the last 11 years or however long it's been. So, uh, yeah, so um, we kind of just talked a little bit and we decided, okay, we could, let's do this. And but we couldn't re- figure out I, I, we we had to figure out how to fill an hour's worth of, you know, we need an hour's worth of content. So I said, all right, well, we could do an interview yeah. with a home haunter and then 
you could do your theater of the mind thing and I could probably fill it up with some nonsense, you know, just some total foolishness. <laughs> and, uh, so I, I started coming up with bits like we did the top 10, which we did for a number of years, kind of miss it, but way too much work. I don't have the time to put that much effort into that segment anymore. We also, I used to do uh, the mad props for prop segment, which ran, it can't, it comes back every once in a while if like Rev wants to pick it up or something. And uh, so we did the uh, mad prop segment, which was pretty popular, which we would uh, highlight, um, you know, a prop that we found online that was homemade and was just really, really cool. The problem with a lot of, the yeah. problem with it is, is that you have to describe everything on, you know, in audio and you know, and you lose all the visual. You really, it really needs to be more of a visual segment. But we did it for uh, we did it for a number of years. We so we came up with like a couple of things, and then as I did it you know, over the first you know three or four shows, a couple of people kind of popped up and said, "Hey, uh, I'd be interested in doing a segment on the show." Not that I was doing an open casting call, but uh, yeah. I started getting some people who kind of popped in, and then. Um, Shellhawk, uh, aka the Mistress of Mayhem, kind of she came. She said, "Oh, I think you really need a female voice on the show." And I thought, "Yeah, it'd probably be a good idea with all the uh, testosterone on the show to add a female, <laughs> yeah, add a little estrogen in the in the mix." And then, uh, then I had some guys, a couple, you know, this guy uh, Steve-O, who used to be pretty prominent prominent in the haunt community way back, um, came to me. He said, "Hey, I got this idea for letters for the garage." Well, we'll field questions. And I said, oh, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Um, and then, so we, we started taking some people on and we've gone through a number of people who've done the prop shop over the years and all that. So, uh, yeah, that was kind of like basically the thing is that I just thought it would be kind of fun. Now I had come from a radio background. I had, uh, I was in radio back in the early nineties through like early mid nineties. It was probably like five years. I'd, I'd done a little college radio. I did uh, I was actually worked at a top ra- top ten radio station here in Boston, and uh, that's where I learned like kind of production chops. I kind of picked up how to put things together, and I had a kind of good knack for it already. And then uh, like it just came natural. So, uh, so I did uh, you know I did little on air overnight shifts here and there at a station in, in Providence and that kind of crap, but. I always thought it would be, I would love to do something that would be Halloween and haunt, like some kind of Halloween related thing. Um, but terrestrial radio, you know, like it was, there was just no real, uh, there was no way to make that work, especially with just in a terrestrial radio setting. Uh, when the pod, whole yeah. podcasting thing kind of came out, I thought, and then we kind of started bouncing the idea around. I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect format for that. Because I don't have to really do anything, I you know, other than the interview, which is still f- f- fairly scripted. Uh, most, almost the rest of the show is all pretty much scripted. There's not a lot of, you know, I don't have to think on my feet, so to speak, for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, or I have outlines of where I want to go, but you know, um, you know, the stuff yeah. like Johnny Thunder. Uh, that's really kind of him, and I just interject, you know. So for the horror, oh, I kind of forgot all about it bringing in Johnny Thunder. So I realized I, needed to feel, I also needed to fill a gap and I needed, I figured a horror segment would probably be a good, good way to go because there's horror movies and horror content coming out all the time. 
So it would be an easy segment to, 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 you know, to do like, originally, I think I kept it to a, a hard 20 minutes. Eventually, you know, and then it uh-huh. kind of grew to a half hour, but I never let it go more than a half hour. And then over time, it can go an hour. You know, we go, we go <laughs> an hour. Uh, so we kind of like, I let it, I let it go as long, as long as it's good content, I kind of, so it, it become a big bulk part of the show, you know, almost as long as the interview in some, some sense, uh, um, yeah. or some segments, I mean, so yeah, I discovered him over on Halloween. Well, actually he, I think he was on Halloween form and haunt form, but I, I thought we have a couple of people from, uh, haunt form. So I needed to get somebody from Halloween form. So that I could kind of get a little love from Halloween form at the time. So uh, I just reached out to him in the horror segment uh, section over there, the Halloween forum over there. And he was like, yeah, I'll, you know, let's talk. And when we talked, he said, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not going to record or do any editing or anything like that. But if you want to call up and we're going to bull, you know, and I'm not going to do my own, you know, just a segment with just me. But if you kind of want to call up and talk to me, like, you know, like, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, like Stern talks to Robin, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll do okay. that if you want to do that. And I'm like, if you're willing to do this, sure. I, I, we don't, I can call you and we can just record and I can do the editing. And that way you really, all you have to do is just be there, you know, watch some movies, watch some, you know, read comic books, do what you normally do. And we'll just kind of banter. And then it become, you know that, and so that's kind of how it, that we started doing that. Although we started getting comments from people uh, really early on, like people like kind of liked the segment, but there were a lot of people who were like, "I don't understand where the hell where where horror comes into the haunt, you know, haunt and Halloween thing." And we're like, "Oh, really? Really? You don't understand how horror fits <laughs> into the haunt and Halloween uh, sphere?" So we just laughed. We've yeah, joked it, about that and laughed about that for years. We bring it up all the time. <laughs> and it's just like, all right, whatever, you know. Um, so uh, yeah, so that was kind of basic. But we and you know we also used to do it once a month, which was a boatload of freaking work. Now I realized the way I ca- <laughs> the concept of the way I came up with the show is well, or how I had it in my head was that the show always had to be like uh almost like a magazine type format like you know we have some segments we mix in some music so you know we have like a horror host kind of you know me and scully become kind of like the horror host is fen you know uh kind of character you know where we open yeah. things up um go into some music you know we have the the news which we used to do a lot more haunt community stuff. It's kind of more moved into more the industry news now um, because the yeah. person who's doing it is in the pro side of the business. So I'm like, look, just if you want to do the news, do whatever you want to do. <laughs> just just turn, turn, just turn <laughs> it in every other month and we're good to go. Anyway, so uh, yes. Yeah, so, so anyway, um, uh, so the, the show kind of uh, – evolved a little bit we've dropped segments we've added some things we've changed some things but it's always kind of kept that same kind of format where we've had music we've had uh we've had the you know the horror segment you know shock tales used to be fright flicks have the definitely always have the interview occasionally i'll do bone phone calls which will be either you know with somebody who has a product you know that they're that they're that they have it's pretty cool or 
something else that doesn't really quite fit the haunting guru interview type of segment. So I occasionally yeah. spice it up. We'll throw in a bone phone call. And we've kind of done those over the years. I used to be a right, like an every month thing. Now it just it kind of comes and goes month to month. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of it. And it, it, though all of it, it's, we've kind of, uh, you know, the show has kind of grown from our original a little over an hour to some segments. It can go up to three and a half hours, you know, or some episodes, three and a half hours, all depending on how long, yeah. the con- how long some of the segments run, how good the interviews are. I mean, if somebody is like got tons of content, just great. Uh, and they're just fun and they just, you know, and they're into it. Um, I'll let it, an interview go an hour and a half. Sometimes usually it's like an hour to an hour and 15 ish. Sometimes it can be less. Um, yeah. So I kind of let it little, I, I try to not keep it as like structured, uh, like time wise. Uh, I used to keep it very much. I, I guess the mentality, uh, from my old top 40 days in the top 40 radio is like, keep it tight and bright, keep things short and punchy and, you know, keep it moving and cranking and, and, uh, developed into more like an AOR rock kind of where it's a little bit more free flow. We take longer, <laughs> you know, like. You know, and like a, an AO, uh, as called al- album oriented rock stations, you know, you'd have the DJs who would break down and, and talk about stuff and do, and then come back into the music. They wouldn't be able, they wouldn't be like talking on the intros of songs and, you know, trying to jam, and, you know, <laughs> almost no dead air, as they say, as they say, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, anyway, so it's a lot of that taking that, that some of that old radio background that I have with my production skills and kind of putting things together and then, you know, coming up with get I actually kind of blessed I fell in I've I've fallen into a lot of great talent um you know like Johnny Thunder um Revenant uh some of the people who've really kind of come and some of the other people who've kind of come and gone uh over the course of the show Ed Gannon um you know we've kind of mm-hmm. we've been able to keep still a female aspect of the show now we have Morbid Mariah who does uh the darkest web which is you know oddities knit like things that she's found online little things like artists and you know this and that just a yeah. hodgepodge just like a potpourri so to speak of of anything that's kind of <laughs> creepy halloweeny horror related which is originally the way the first segment was supposed to be which was the uh the charmed pot that's what that was supposed to be it kind of changed yeah. over its time and I really, I wanted to bring when we started, when we got this uh, Morbid Mariah to come on, uh, I decided that I really wanted to get back to what that segment was supposed to be. And that's kind of, and that's what's kind of happening now. So it kind of fills in that gap between Haunter, you know, Halloween products, you know, horror stuff. It kind of fills a little bit of a void there, you know? So, um, yeah. Now, um, yeah, like I say, so the show has kind of gone gone through a lot of iterations, and we've killed it about two or three times. I kind of lost track. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was it two times or only three, or three times or only two, or five? Whatever. Um, yeah, so things kind of gone through. We've gone through some uh, some challenges, some uh, some ups and downs. Like uh, I think Revenant said, it's like like any good horror movie. Uh, you know, we've you know each time we've we've killed it, it keeps coming back. You know, it's like Jason or <laughs> Freddy Krueger. You just can't kill it. Although although yeah. it's gonna come to its final resting place at some point in the near future, I have I have a feeling. But 
uh, kind of running, I'm running, I've run my, uh, or I'm kind of getting a little uh, artistically bankrupt, I guess, at this point where I'm trying to figure out, like, I don't know where else to go with it. I don't know what else to do, you know, so trying to keep yeah. going. I bitch and moan about it, but then once it comes time to actually put it, put the show together for, for the month, and I start uh, putting things together and I record some stuff and then I start getting into it. Then I'm, I get right in the groove again and yeah, I'm on. Stop talking and you can. No, you're all good. You're the one, you're the, you're who everybody wants to hear talk, not me. So do they, do they, <laughs> do they? <laughs> yeah, you're probably, you're more interesting than I am. <laughs> Yeah, I've, I was, I found your show um, a year, year and a half ago, and listened to a bunch of them. Now I've started from the beginning, so I'm on like episode 24 or something like that. It's it's nice of how long your shows are, because I only have to switch the, the show two or three times a day while I'm at work, so <laughs> it, it it's a lot of fun to listen to, that's for sure. Well, yeah, the... Uh... Yeah, the uh, shit. I had I had something to say that you you you, gotta, you know how to edit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're getting there, right? You're getting there. Yeah. What you, what, by the way, so what are you using for editing software? Are you using like Audacity, like a lot of people, or do, what what are you using? Yeah, I use Audacity. Just, I've never played with it. So it seems I've, never, I've never used it. I my it, Mac has GarageBand, so. Okay. I, you know, it's a great software and it, you know, it does everything I needed to do. I still actually, I, yeah. I still actually use GarageBand from like several years ago because I like the old software better than the new updates because it allows you to do, you could pitch vocals, like not on MP3s, but if you record a voice, you can pitch it up and down, like a couple of, uh, couple of yeah. a couple of percent up or down to like get at a higher pitch or a lower pitch. So for certain things when I'm doing yeah. like fake commercials and you know like mock bullshit and other bits for the show, so-called <laughs> comedy bits, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you be the judge. Um, yeah. All right. Well, now that you took about all my questions, um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Let's. Oh, and the other thing. Oh, the other you. thing I was gonna say is I always recommend. If somebody's listening to this and they haven't heard of Hauntcast and you go to check it out, uh, which you can go to hauntcast.net, you can go to Podbeans, uh, Stitcher, um, iTunes, whatever, you know, Google Play Store, all of the, you know, wherever podcasts are bold, as I say. Um, <laughs> do not go to season one, or at least not the first couple of shows to start listening to the show. <laughs> Start somewhere like, you know, either close to like, you know, episode eight, nine, ten or second season uh, or listen to newer shows and then go back after you. If you like it, then go back and you can suffer through the first couple of episodes where I, I was, uh, you know, you know, getting my toes in the pond there. You know, it's yeah. Do not listen to the first season to start off with. That's, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so you have a yard haunt village meyer correct do i i'm oh, pretty right sure I, I mean that's, that's on your right I do. <laughs> so how long have you been doing the yard haunt uh 
Well, okay, so the village mire has been around since uh yeah, right around that, like right around 2007. And I really wouldn't even call it, it wasn't the village mire for, until probably 2010, maybe. I think that's when that's when, oh, okay. I think that's when I decided from listening to one of Reverend Theater of the Mind where he's talking about having a backstory, how important it is to have a backstory okay. for your haunt. That way you can kind of uh everything that that's in your haunt you can or you could build and add on to it and it's very easy to do when you when you have that over like that that overarching kind of story line so when you're adding things that you're adding them based on that story now you, you can just do as he calls the hunt 57 which is like just a smattering of whatever that's halloween haunt related and yeah. just throw it out in your yard or you can have kind of a theme and i so i thought that was really a great idea and I wanted to start kind of creating a theme and I kind of sat down and, you know, figured out a name, which was the village mire, which was mainly some guy had a haunt. It was called the village. Maybe it was the village haunt or the village, something or other village hollow or something. And I just thought the name village was cool. Cause it sounds old. I don't know. Village just sounds old to me. Yeah. And I live in captain's village. Now, um, but I don't okay. want it to be related to Captain because I didn't want, I don't want, I don't, I'm not into the pirate theme thing. It's not, doesn't do anything for me. Granted, it would probably be better here for, cause I live in, you know, on Cape Cod, um, you know, surrounded by water and all that. But uh, I just, yeah, the pirate and Captain, I didn't want to go that route. So I just like, I thought village, okay, village, great. I'm in a village, village Meyer, uh, the village, uh, Captain's village. So, and then, uh, and then I was looking for some other name, and I'm like, I can't use Hollow because a lot of people use Hollow, and I like that. I really like. Yeah. I would have loved to have done the Village Hollow or something. But I'm like, all right, I need to come up with a different name. And I started looking around for names for like, I'm like, how about a Bog or uh, or something? And so I looked up, like, uh, just went into the the source, and Meyer came up under like as another name for a Bog. Like a marsh, marsh yeah. wetland with a lot of peat and shit. So I was like, Village Mire, Village Mire. There we go. That's my haunt. So it became the Village Mire. And but um, I technically have been a home haunter since I was like eleven. When I was around eleven, this is and this shit. This goes way. I was probably like around. I think seventy nine was the first time. The first year I stopped trick-or-treating because that was like kids in my neighbor. I grew up in a tough neighborhood. And if you were trick-or-treating, but after you were like 10 or 11 or whatever, you would have gotten your ass kicked. So or you would have gotten <laughs> egged. Like you would have just come home dripping a freaking yolk. And so I, uh, my buddy of mine, it was like my friend next door, his, his mother was really my true inspiration because she was a Halloween fanatic. They took me, they actually took me to my first haunted house, my first haunted attraction. And um, okay. so she was like, she taught me how to make paper mache masks. She was like really crafty. And she was like one of the den mothers for Cub Scouts. And so she, uh, she taught me how to do paper mache masks. So me and my brother learned how to make our own masks from her. And then um, she would dress up on Halloween as a witch. And like she, she made a cauldron 
Because back then it was really hard to get all this stuff. Like even in the drugstore, you couldn't get all like the, you know, the cauldrons and all the other kind of stuff. So you, a lot of stuff you just had to make. She made her own cauldron. She'd fill it with candy. She'd get dressed up as a witch. She would fling the door open and cackle like crazy and uh, scare the shit out of kids with it, you know, just startle kids when they came up. And so he he came up with the idea of how, how like, let's make a coffin. We had this uh, refrigerator box. He's like, how about we make a coffin out of this and you lie in the coffin and we'll put it on the porch and I'll hide it with like a werewolf mask on the other side of the porch. And I'll like jump up on people when they're looking at you, I'll come up behind them and scare the shit out of them. And I'm like, yeah, that rocks. Let's do that. <laughs> so we made cardboard tombstones, just cut simple little cardboard tombstones and put them on the steps going up. And we decorated, put like the fake webs on the, on the porch and shit. And that was my first, what I call like my kind of first haunt. Then uh, I, I okay. moved the next year about five blocks over and I actually had my own yard because um, I used to live in a, an apartment. So he was in an apartment. That was, they were like little triple deck. Out here, we call them like triple deckers. They're like three apartments on top of each okay. other. Anyway, so got yeah. got, our, got my own house. And this house we moved to was, was surrounded by pine trees. Now, this was pretty much kind of like a city neighborhood. But this one, our house was the only house that had like kind of a almost suburban feel to it. And it actually was scary to me. I remember when I used to have to deliver the newspaper to it. And I was kind of scared to go and collect <laughs> because it was just creepy surrounded by trees. And at night, it was kind of creepy. So I'm like, this place would be awesome to do this. And now, of course, I didn't call it a haunt. It was, you know, it was like, I want to we'll decorate yeah. for Halloween. So I figured out how to, and I, I don't, I had no idea how to come up with any of this stuff. I just kind of created a few things. And one of the first things I created was uh, I made a dummy and uh, I kind of built it out of like a chicken. It was like some chicken wire we had from the fence because uh, my father was too cheap to put up a wood fence. So we bought like that cheap chicken wire shit with the green spikes. You know what I'm talking about, right? That cheap, uh, like yeah. uh, kind of like um, whatever you call it, farm fencing and stuff. So uh, I built up a little body and I created a, like a hinge on the waist with like a, with like a two by four, uh, in the back, like for the spine. And I made arms and I stuffed this, this, uh, this whole like scarecrow and I wired it to a, it was like a wooden cross and I drilled holes and I put wire through that ran to it, like was connected to a rope onto a pulley that ran around a couple of trees around the back. So I could let it go and the body would kind of fall forward and, uh, and, and okay. just get a little, just get a startle. And, after doing that, like that was my like first, and I built a couple of t- foam tombstones and a, I cut a couple out of some wood that we had because we had like a couple of like good inch, inch and a half thick pieces of wood. And uh, so I made a couple of wood tombstones and then I cut out, cut out a bunch of foam tombstones. Now they, no epitaphs, they were just rectang- different size <laughs> rectangular pieces of white foam that I spray painted and I'm like, I'm face palming myself right now that I kind of spray painted, <laughs> but I did it from a distance because if I realized if I did it enough, it would just add enough of like, it would get enough paint on there and not enough acetate uh, or acetone, like to eat away at the, at the tombstones. So it ate away at it a little yeah. bit, but it was kind of made it look a little like more like distressed, I guess. And it looked like shit. I have pictures of these that I can, I post it. I post every <laughs> once in a while. So people can get a good laugh at like, you know, my early, 
my my early beginnings in like the late 80s. Well, actually, I'm sorry, early, early 80s into the 90s where I did this at my mom's house for for quite a few years. And then um, built a and then I built a uh, a guillotine that actually was a functional guillotine that I like I spray painted uh, the piece of wood silver and I had like these rails and a pulley. And so if I let the thing drop and I set it up so um, it could stick a foam head, like the foam head, I had like a, I had like a canvas bag over it and a body stuff behind it. But it was set up on this. I made this like little, uh, like a little hinge thing with this piece of triangular wood. So when the pulley came, when the, when the guillotine dropped and the wood hit, it would knock the head out into a basket. So it was like a functional kind of guillotine. <laughs> and I got great reaction from that over the years. So then I had a couple of things. Well, I think I retired the scarecrow thing the first year. And then I made the guillotine. And then I made like a, a coffin. And then so I had like a black, you know, uh, toe pincher coffin. Once again, really horrible. Like we're talking about it was uh, it was plywood painted black and that was the coffin so <laughs> it wasn't like but once again we're talking about late set like early 80s where nobody did any of this stuff and nobody had anything that looked real everybody thought my like it was like oh my god this is amazing it's like a movie set like what like i look back i even knew then <laughs> it, they were full of shit but they were people really really liked it because nobody did anything you know it, uh, yeah. around the area, people would give out candy. Not even everybody would like a lot of people wouldn't even give out candy in the neighborhood, but, uh, you know, we got a fair amount of traffic because the houses were tight together. And, and then eventually, uh, I built this thing that dropped out of the tree, which was absolutely the best, best prop. And I wanted to bring that back at one point, um, even at my new house, my, my house here. Um, but I had to take down the tree cause it was coming down. So the one branch that I could have rigged this thing up to, I had to take the tree down. So it's gone. So the opportunity to do that, to make that thing work probably is not going to happen again. But anyway, it was basically like a torso with like a cool, one of those really cool rubber masks, like the ones that you bought. Shit. I think I probably paid like 40 bucks for it back in the day, which is probably in the early eighties. It was probably worth like a hundred something dollars, you know, in today's cash. Uh, and it was yeah. like this uh, lizard face with like a black hood on it. And I put like a black turtleneck and I used the same body that I used for that first prop that where the torso felt like the body fell over uh, from that scarecrow. So I took the body yeah. and I hung it upside down and I put the, I've got those rubber hands, like those uh, cool rubber um, with a long fingers and spray, spray painted those green. So they match the mask. And I hooked it up so it hung upside down. And I had two two big pine trees on both sides of the beginning of the driveway. So I took one of those really thick ropes and I tied it around like up about, you know, 30 feet. And had two pulleys like right in the middle. Like, uh, and then I ran the, the rope from the torso, tied under the torso through those. And it ran way back like like about 50 yards back so I could stand way back and I could let the rope go and the thing would fall straight <laughs> down. And uh, I thought, because everybody's walking in and they're looking at eye level, like, oh, there's tombstones and there's coffins. And then this thing comes flying down in front of their face. 
And um, I had it rigged so it would stop like about head 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 height, so it wouldn't hit people. Their yeah. fingers might hit somebody <laughs> in the head, but um, I I had people fall on their ass. Like I I had a, how many people <laughs> fall on their ass? Our kids would go screaming. At, so this was all shit. So I got into it really <laughs> when I was really in the uh, early eighties. So I was like you know twelve thirteen. And it was probably not even cool for me to do that. I didn't like talk about it with my like my friends and the kids I hung around with. I just did it, and uh, they would be like going out to go egging, and I'd be like, "Yeah, you know, I'll catch up with you guys later." And I'd just be at the house doing it. I did. I eventually started, you know, doing uh, trying to do makeup, and I was horrible at it. I never really knew how to do it. So I like slapped some like liquid latex on my face and put some blood. Dressed up like a corpse, you know, like a dead, you know, dead guy. Yeah. And uh, had some of those little wooji things, like the little spike through the head or the 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 wooden, um, like yeah, the wooden uh, spike through the head or whatever. Um. So I did a lot of that shit, and then so, that, but I didn't. Once I got to about like sixteen, and then I was like, oh man, I don't want my friends. Like some of these, I had new friends, and I kind of didn't want them finding out I did it. So I kind of stopped for a year or so. But then I, I always would come back like a year or a year or two later. So I did it like off and on, and then eventually I like yeah. I was kind of doing it right up for a, even when I moved out of my mother's house, I even came back like the next year after I moved out, I said, hey, can I come back and do the yard? And she's like, yeah, you can go do it. So I'd come back. And then after that, <laughs> that was pretty much it. And then it had been years. I've done Halloween parties a number of times where I've done like, you know, really cool Halloween parties and stuff. And eventually, um, when I ended up buying this house where I'm at right now, um, I, you know, and that was like 2006. And then I started looking online and discovering that there was these places where you could figure out how to build this stuff. So then I started, I think I found the monster list somewhere along the line. And then, uh, so I'm like, Oh, I could build that thing out of like PVC and I could do this and I could, Oh, that's how you really build good tombstones. I had like a rough, I got, I was like one of the, I, I still consider myself one of the first people probably ever did the foam tombstones, but I was like, yeah, I'm sure there were people, but I, because there was no way of finding anybody else who did it, I just kind of figured it out on my own. So yeah. I should have used real like paint. You know, there were so many ways I could have done, done it like, and made it lo- look so much cooler. But now I was like, now I have all these resources at my fingertips and I have got a house and my yeah. kids now. It was like the first year my kids, I had split, I was divorced, had split custody with my kids. So they were going back with their mom and I was like, they're going, not going to be with me next, next Halloween. I'm going to build some stuff and start decorating the yard again. And, uh, and that's where I started getting into it. And then I found like the forms and this, and then the sickness took hold. And then I, so I had, I always had the, the seedling. Of the of the sickness, and it just needed to be nur- watered and, and, and nurtured a little bit more to sprout, and then um, and then I started doing stuff here, and then I was like, okay, what can I do? I came across the trash can trauma, and then I was like, oh shit, I gotta figure out how to make a trash can trauma. I actually <laughs> built my first trash can trauma, and uh, I'll tell you, the trash can trauma that I have that I originally bought is better than the really expensive armature, like. I bought this, the barrel lifter from DC props, which is pretty kick-ass, but the action off of this, that little, I had like, it was just like a, a green uh, trash can. I mounted a, a Husky mm-hmm. uh, pump, air pump, bicycle pump into it. And like I grinded it okay. out. 
and I glued in like a, a, a one of those uh, one of those PVC air fittings, and uh, hooked it up to a little pancake compressor, and with a little just on like a little flip switch, little on on off on flip switch, and the thing freaking rocked. All I had was like a styrofoam head with like a some kind of a big lots mask on it. And, but the, it just, when oh, I yeah. fired that thing, it would boom, that thing would pop out of that, that garbage can. And because I had, I basically had maybe a few tombstones in the yard and really nothing else. And I was so brand new, nobody was expecting anything. So that's the, the, the <laughs> problem now is that I've been doing it for like a decade over a decade is that now people expect everything to like be popping out at them and, you know, coming out of here and there. <laughs> Well, when I first started out, I got such great startles because people had no expectations. They didn't know that anything was going to happen. So um, it's like, the, I guess, the bonus of moving to a new place and starting over is that you can start with a few things and nobody's going to expect anything. And you're going to get some great startles from people. Uh, yeah, so I just did that. I did like a little, uh, I made like one of those little pop-up, like tombstone poppers, like, you know, where it just pops up out of, from the behind the tombstone. And I kind of like started figuring that out. But then I realized I was doing this all with like bullshit, like, um, you know, uh, storm dorm, dorm closes, like all the stuff that you find on the monster oh, okay. three years ago, the stuff that will kill people, you know, that's like, <laughs> be like become fragment grenades or, you know, that thing will come flying out of the, the cylinder and like shoot through some kid's forehead. Um, I realized that like, <laughs> I, like, as I started realizing uh, that there were actually real reasonably priced real pistons that you can, you know, and cylinders you can buy and whatever. Um, I started branching out into starting to like, uh, not do it all, you know, home, home Depot style, but actually being able to use parts from here and there and put them together and make this all make kind of start making things work. And, um, then that's when I kind of realized after the first couple of years, then that was where the village Meyer had to kind of kick in. And I wanted to start making things that fit in with the theme. Um, and then that, then I went through like making the, uh, the, uh, the haunted, the, the tree, my woody tree, creepy tree prop. Okay. And um, I'm trying to think of some of the, I mean, I obviously built on and added onto the tombstones and started replacing out the store-bought stuff I had. Because the first couple of years, it was like a couple of my tombstones and a bunch of tombstone store-bought things. And then I gave them the makeover, but they were still the store-bought things. And then I eventually sort of worked out all those. And I've uh, been kind of updating some of them over the years. But um, but yeah, so anyway, so uh, yeah, so I started creating some different stuff. And I made my, my, uh, my Gordy, which I have a new iteration of Gordy. He was, man, he, he, he stuck it out. He was there for around eight years. And then he finally just collapsed because I originally, I originally <laughs> made him out of, made him out of paper mache. And I always laugh when I find people and they're talking about like, somebody was asking me questions. Uh, they're like, oh yeah, how did you make that? Did you make it out of paper mache? And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, uh, <laughs> I le I learned years ago. Yeah, you just don't make things out of paper mache if you're going to put them out in, in your yard all month, you know. Or, you know, I, yeah. I get some pretty brutal weather here in October. Sometimes I've had fun. I've I've been hit by nor'easters. I had my haunt. I had my haunt almost get destroyed. Like two days before Halloween, we had a nor'easter hit. It was insane. 
I spent, I spent, <laughs> I spent the next two days right up into like Halloween night, just patching up the stuff that got broken and damaged. Like Gordy, my, my pumpkin, he's like a pumpkin creep. Gordy He's a pumpkin head, like viney looking body thing. Um, he got a, he got a full on makeover, uh, about two years ago, but he didn't come out exactly. I mean, he looks cool, but he's so much taller, but he didn't have the same creepy body type. I copied him from some guy. Oh man. I can forget what he, it was, um, the grim hollow and he called the prop grim. So I kind of really try to copy that, uh, that whole, that whole okay. build, um, really great prop. If you ever look it up, I think it's grim, Grim Hollow, and he made this prop called Grim, which is what I copied it off. It was basically like a pumpkin creep. Um, well, okay. pumpkin uh, pumpkin rot was big, big on that. I think he was, I think he had the first pumpkin creep, or it might have been Rob from Skull and Bones. I'm throwing out names from way back. I mean, everybody you know who pumpkin rot is, but from Skull and Bone was somebody yeah. who was big way back. Um, the skeletons that I have in my yard, I based off of his. His Bucky skeletons that he had, or I based mine off of his his setup, and all of the um, the tea light, which I now transformed into flickering light candles that I have all over the uh, the cemetery area. I also was inspired by his haunt um, to to add oh, okay. to give it more of like when a, did you a true on hammer horror flick thing? You know, jump in there. Okay. When did I what? Yeah, when did, did you when did you make your um your prey mantis your prey mantis guy? When did you make him? Three or four years ago, I think. That was the one year um I saw uh who was it? It was um Bob Cole. It was um was was making a like uh the like yeah, the praying mantis suit. And he was like, for he makes it for I think uh, MHC, and I thought, oh yeah, because I was looking looking for some different ideas. Like, what could I put in the yard? I need an, like either uh, an insect or an animal. Because the okay, I guess I should, my theme of my haunt is Doctor Wolfram was a genetic engineer, um, and he was trying to create his like his. His like his wife died, and he was trying to prevent, like he wanted to create something where people didn't have to die. So he was trying to create the best of like, you know, splicing humans uh, with human DNA with insects, um, you know, plants, okay. plants, animals, yeah. trying to create, you know, creatures that like wouldn't die, like a, a you know, so basically that's the whole premise, right? So, um. Everything is kind of like a mutated. It's like uh, it, it's almost like a biohazard type thing too. You know, like if something got you know mutated, what would it be? You know, so we, I wanted to have like a man, yeah. a man, like a praying mantis man, like half man, half praying mantis creature. And Bob, Bob Kowal actually does have a huge praying mantis creature in his yard that's like twenty five feet tall. And originally I thought I was going to do that. Then I thought, no, I actually have this body form that I need to do something with that I bought for another prop, but I needed to work. It, it was like a hazmat suit guy, but it never worked right. So I decided to use the body form for something else. And I thought, oh, great. I'll, I'll take some foam. I'll carve out a head. 
We'll add that on there and we'll just kind of put this whole thing together. And I was uh, watching some of Evil Ted's videos on YouTube and I started to get some ideas of how I could use some EVA foam and, uh, and you know, some spray rubber and all this other shit. And I started kind of putting that thing together. So yeah, that was probably about th- three to four years ago. And he, he's still okay. holding up his uh, antennae are all... Uh, very flaccid right now. They're uh, they're hanging down. They're, I, gotta, I gotta get them a little bit more erect. I gotta stick some wire or something in there to get them to stay upright. But they, he's actually held up pretty good over the last three or four years, you know. So okay. Um, if money wasn't an option, what would you do to your haunt? Um, you know, I it's it's I would probably uh. I don't know that I would want to go out and buy a whole bunch of stuff. Like I had over the years purchased a couple of unit 70 pieces. Um, the, the Venus fly trap, small Venus fly trap piece was probably the best thing I've ever purchased. Yeah. Uh, it's gone up in price over the years too. I think I picked it up. It was like about 400 <laughs> bucks, which wasn't outrageous at the time at all. Um, and then I bought, what else did I buy from them? Oh, I bought the Dr. Mandible, who is my, now my Dr. Wolfram, but the Dr. Mandible from unit 70 okay. prop. And I still have him. I was going to try, I was trying to actually sell him off. And then I thought, yeah, I think I'm going to keep him for a few more years. Cause he really is kind of like the doctor for the haunt. And I want to keep him around. I didn't have him out last year in my 2019 video, but I am working him back in for the 2020 um, I'm going to build him a little shack or like a little, like, you know, build a little shack that he's going to go into um, just a small, just something, okay. just something small, but um, I bunny trailed again, I think. Um, so I, um, and I purchased a couple of other pieces too, from like midnight studios effects. Um, one I sold off Oh, the, the timber wolf, I still love and get tons of compliments on that. So um, I love that piece. That's also gone up quite a bit in price too. Um, so I, but I've not, and I've got some other, pro, a couple other professional things that I had, I had picked up over the years, but I actually, I'm trying to get away from doing that. You know, like I'm going to keep the pieces I have, but I don't want to add on more yeah. professional pieces. Um, I would rather, I mean, it all depends, you know, it depends on the piece and the price, I guess, but I would really, I would really <laughs> rather to, um, to just build, build some more stuff. This past year, I, I, I'd been kind of gotten a little busy and hadn't really been too motivated to build. Um, though I can't wait once I'm, I'm finishing siding the back of my house and I probably, I think I'm about a week out and I'll get that, that project will be done. And then once that's done, cause I'm, I am getting the itch right now. And I always do in July and August to start building something. Uh, I've never done a call. I've never done a cauldron creep. It's like a home haunt or staple. And I thought, all right, you know what? I have all the parts. I was, I was digging through some stuff. I was selling off stuff that I couldn't use because I can't do a walkthrough anymore. So I had a whole bunch of stuff that I had around that was only, I, I could only use in a walkthrough, um, not for a yard hot kind of setup. So I realized that I wanted to, so I started selling stuff off and then I went through a box, I found a box of bones that I forgot I had. And I have a whole box, like a Bucky bones. And, uh, and I had like two, two, uh, like the right and left arm, the right and left leg, full Bucky head. Um, you know, so I'm like, I've got all the pieces right there for a cauldron creep. 
you know what? I'm not selling those because you can't get much for them anyway. It's like not even worth it for the shipping. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Screw it. I'm just going to, I'll just build a, a cauldron creep this year. And that's my project that I'm going to start within about a week or two. But so, I, it's, so okay. as far as money, I, I don't, I kind of enjoy the building process of it all. And I'm trying to, uh, I would rather just take, take each year. And that's what I, I even told people this when they, when they are new, people are new to haunting. They're like, got this laundry list of things they want to do this year. You know, and I'm like, you know what? Why don't you just focus on doing one or two signature pieces, like one or two really, really good props. And then just each year add on a few to that. And just, but if you're trying to do 50 things, you're going to do them half, 50 half-ass things. You know, if you do a couple of things, you're going to do probably, you put a lot of effort into them. You could probably do one or two really cool props, something really good that you can keep for years. You know, you may, may yeah. sometimes you remake things, you know, but um, I really just want to, I'd rather just build. I'm really, um, I always need to have a pro. I'm like, I'm a maniac. I always need to keep myself. <laughs> with, I have way too many projects on my plate. And, um, and that's what I really want to do. I know once I get started on that Calden creep, I said, yeah, that's the only thing I'm going to do this year. I guarantee you I'm going to be in like five other projects. Um, not, nothing, <laughs> ma nothing major. Cause I also don't have a lot of, uh, I, I don't have a ton of room in my yard and I don't like the look where you have props just all on top of each other, like one on top of each other, you know, like it's just there. Yeah. Uh, I, I like to spread, um, kind of spread things out, position them a little bit in different angles, so they're not all just facing the street. You know, um, kind of, yeah. I mean, you have to do that to a certain extent because people need to see the damn thing. You can't have it turn the opposite direction. You know, so you have to have, you have, <laughs> to have people that be able to see it. But um, yeah, I'm just, I, I, I really just, I think I would just spend some more time, maybe buy some better. Um, some, some better tools, you know, buy some additional tools. Um, I know I definitely want to get back in uh, doing some more CNC uh, stuff. I'd like to, uh, I bought a CNC machine a couple of years ago and I've done some pretty cool stuff, made a few props, made a new, I mean, a few, uh, few signs. I made a couple of pieces for, uh, for some props that I have that I kind of really needed. A, it would have been too difficult to try to uh, carve it freehand or draw it. So I just, you know, designed it. But I do yeah. need to buy some really high end uh, or some much better uh, CAD software because the stuff, the free stuff I'm using is just not cutting it anymore. And I've really got to buy some cool CAD stuff, uh, some cool CAD software. And that's going to probably going to do that this summer too. So I can make this couple of tombstones that I've been wanting to remake that I've had for years that they really like the Lon Chaney Jr. stone needs to be redone properly. Uh, so yeah, I I guess I don't I really don't need to go out and buy a bunch you know spend a shitload of money on a bunch of effects uh, or stuff. I mean I you know I would probably like to work in some kind of a other visual effect uh, projection type thing. I haven't figured out what I would be able to do that would fit the haunt. Um, but um, yeah, I'd probably just buy some some cool you know smooth on buy a bunch of smooth on materials pick out a couple of projects and just spend some time doing that. And I wouldn't just come in and dump a shitload of money into my haunt, you know, plus I may only be here for like the next yeah. five years and depending on where I, or five to eight. And if I move, I might be in a situation where 
I may not be able to do a yard haunt because I might not buy another house. I'm kind of tired of working on frigging houses. And since I'm, since I'm <laughs> single, since I'm single, if I move, I may end up going condo style. You know, one that has like a two car garage, of course, not like uh, one would have to have a garage so I can set up a shop in it. But um, I might go yeah. to a route where I have to do no frigging work around there and I could just work on projects and don't have to work on mowing the lawn and doing other bullshit. So it's really difficult. If I did that, I probably would get involved with either somebody else who has a haunt near me or maybe even start work for a pro haunt just to get, you know, get the itch, keep the itch going, you know, you know, feed, gotcha. feed, yeah. feed, feed, the, <laughs> you know, feed the addiction. You know, I gotta get, I gotta yep. get my hit, man. I gotta get my, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, um, but yeah, so I hopefully that answered your question. I, I probably wouldn't dump a shitload of money. I would just, you know, I would probably put the money in my shop is what I would do. So maybe keep, keep it gotcha. as simple as that. <laughs> All right. Um, what's your favorite horror movie? Um, um, my favorite Halloween related horror movie is absolutely trick or treat. And, and it still probably <laughs> falls into one of my one of my favorite horror movies too. It's really up there. I absolutely freaking love that movie. Um, I've watched it so many freaking times. Uh, most of the classics, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of my absolute favorite. Like what I, I mean, this always the go to ones that I do. I mean, of course, you do Halloween. I really don't care about the sequels. Like most of the sequels, I'm just like, ugh. I mean, I, I like the original. It's like Jaws. You want to see Jaws 1? You don't need to see Jaws 5. You know? It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, what are, I mean, Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock, you know, okay. is, I love uh, – Hitchcock was a freaking master. So um, I do love that. Yeah. I love black and white too. Um, you know, this is freaking cool. Um, and I'm a big fan. I bought I, – I, I scored uh, – and eBay, uh, all the the entire Universal collection last last year. So I've got tons of stuff to watch. I'm still trying to get through it all. Um, I mean, from my from my from my kids' age, I love all the old like kind of the creature from the Black Lagoon. When I was a kid, was my absolute favorite. Um, I went for him as Hall for Halloween a couple of times. You know, tried to make my own costume, just like wore green like green shirt, green pants, and put made some like cardboard <laughs> flippers that I like glued onto my sneakers and shit. It was pretty bad. Oh, my mom, this was, this is a fucking funny story. So I, my mom was supposed to buy me some green gloves because it was Halloween. I was at, oh, it was actually the Cub Scout Halloween party where you had the Halloween contest, right? So I had, like, uh -huh. I, I thought, I thought I had a chance, right? So I'm like, I could do it this year. I could win it. <laughs> I could take it all. And my mom was supposed to buy uh, some green gloves on her way home. And she came home and I'm like, where are the gloves? Oh, I forgot. I'm like, I have to go. You have to take me there. So I was like screaming, crying because I, she didn't get me the gloves. <laughs> she pulled me out onto the, onto the back porch and happened to have a can of green spray paint. So she goes, take out your hands. And she spray painted my hands green. <laughs> Mother of the year. Mother of the year. <laughs> this is the mother who also one year I went for, uh, I went as Dracula. And and uh, to slick back my hair, she put a glob of Vaseline in her hands and rubbed it through my hair. 
<laughs> I, I, I was, it took me about two weeks to wash the Vaseline out of my hair. It was ridiculous. Um, so, uh, but anyway, what was the question? <laughs> um, I think it was favorite horror oh, movie. Yeah, so, but... uh, yeah, so I, for, for old school, I still love, um, I still love Creature of the Black Lagoon. And I love a lot of those, like, you know, like some of the old cheesy B ones are awesome. Like it, them, um, you know, those are, those are, mm-hmm. all, like, I, I love, I have an affinity for like that, like the 50s, 60s, like almost atomic type stuff. I love the, love those, love that whole, that whole, okay. era, that whole yeah. era. And then as far as new stuff, I mean, I, you know, I, I can't say, I can't remember the last one that I saw that. That I loved. I mean, I did. I did really dig Witch when it came out a couple of years ago. The Babadook. The Babadook was pretty badass. Like that really had me on the edge of my seat. Um, I'm not as big of a fan as a slasher. I mean, I like my occasional slasher, but you know, yeah, you know, like, but it's it's it's. I, I do like more the on the edge. Even like what? Even what the hell was his name of that? The. Uh, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm spinning out a lot of these like kind of more ghosty type ones or like haunted house, but ones, which are usually not even my favorites either. But, uh, uh, the woman in, was it woman in black with Radcliffe was, was that, yeah. I, I really yeah. dug that. I really dug that too. So, I mean, once again, I, I have horrible tastes in movies. So like, if you listen to my, uh, my, my shock tales segment with Johnny thunder and you listen, to, you listen to me. <laughs> Like try to try to get through a review. I sound like for one, I have one one too many chromosomes, and uh, yeah, I um, I, I I'm not. That's not my forte. <laughs> Reviewing movies, and, uh, and my taste my taste can be pretty horrible at times, you know. So uh, you know, I always tell people that you know my favorite base, my favorite director is Michael Bay. So what are you gonna, don't take any advice from me. <laughs> And that's, just a run, and that's just a running joke from years ago. It was like, you know, the the bit was like, I, I was, this was when I was, you know, kind of first cup, first season doing a segment with Johnny Thunder. And I made this, I, I was trying to set, uh, we were talking about the, the remake or Friday the 13th, which is the Michael Bay. Okay. And I was kind of trying to set it up. And I was, try, and I, I said something, I, I was just, I, I didn't mean it. It was just something. I don't know why I said it. I was trying to like act like I was in the know or something. I didn't realize also how hated Michael Bay was because I wasn't really wasn't totally <laughs> familiar with Michael Bay. But I was like, yeah, Michael Bay is a good director, you know, great director, or a good director, whatever the hell I said. And I caught some shit for that. But anyway, so I had. I think I even edited it. I might have gone back and edited that out just to save face. But anyways, but I, I just said, so it's become a running joke over the years that Michael Bay is my favorite director. It's like, like oh, whatever, <laughs> whatever, man. I've said a lot. I've said a lot of stupid shit over the years. So take it for what it's worth. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up oh, here. Thank you much for coming All on. Right, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Always a pleasure. Uh, <laughs> Tell tell everybody again where uh, they can find your podcast. Yeah, uh, hotcast.net for one. And you can go to, it's in iTunes, it's in Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. Basically, it shows up in all of the uh, your typical places that podcasts are available. And um, I think it's even on, um, where else is it? It's on. It's pretty much on everything. I think I, even the links are on hotcast.net. 
Um, and yeah, all the all the episodes are there, and you could like kind of peruse them. Once again, do not start off with episode one, two, two <laughs> or three. You know, start either late in season one or start off in season two and, and circle back. You know, so or listen to the newer ones and circle back. Um, but yeah, so you can grab it there. You know, do whatever. You know, you can you can you can you know, shoot me hate mail at hauntcast at mail dot com. You know, tell me how much of a Neanderthal I am and how uh, how forced <laughs> and forced and childlike my my humor is. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, oh, I'm gonna, we, I'm gonna, also, wait, 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 we also have uh, a YouTube channel, Hauntcast, of course. And that's H-A-U-N-T-C-A-S-T, no spaces. And then uh, you can catch us on Facebook at Hauntcast, or you can um, follow me, um, or friend me, befriend me, Chris Baker um, on Facebook. And there is a Hauntcast group, which you have to be admitted to. You have to, you know, you have to ask. If you don't listen to the show, don't join the group. It is, um, it's not, you know. There's lots of dicks and f- dick and fart jokes in there, you know. It's we, we, it's not all focused <laughs> on haunted Halloween stuff. So, alrighty. Well, thank you much. All right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the Foggy Jack Live podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at foggyjack13. That's where we're most active, and that's where you can find all of our other shows that we have here with daily updates on the new shows. Also, click the link in the bio for our t-shirts. Make sure you grab a Foggy Jack Live t-shirt. We have quite a few different styles of t-shirts we have. From the classic orange logo to a purple logo to even a Playboy Mansion model logo. Go check them out in the bio. You can also find our website, all of our other social media accounts, and so much more. If you like the show, please consider joining our Patreon page for $3, 5 or $12 a month. With all of those, you get five bonus episodes a week. Plus, I'm going to start sending out postcards to each and every one of you every month for the podcast and thanking you guys for being a member of the Foggy Jack Live Patreon page or the Pumpkin Guts episodes. You can also be a sponsor to the show. You just go over to Patreon and look for the sponsorship tab. Thank you guys so much for joining me down at the Pumpkin Patch where the haunters meet the haunted. I will see you next time on the Foggy Jack Live podcast. Thank you. Goodbye, and blessed be. Oh, it's getting spooky in here.